After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahullahu Ta'ala bin Nisrihil Aziz stated, that the rank, status and the excellences of the Holy Qur'an were being mentioned since the last few weeks. And expounding on the objective of religion according to the Holy Qur'an and the impact it has and should have on the human faculties, the promised Messiah alayhi states that the Gospels have provided no answer with regards to the question of what impact religion has on the human faculties. This is because the Gospels do not follow the paths of wisdom. However, the Holy Qur'an has repeatedly provided the answer to this matter in great detail and it has stated that the purpose of religion is not such that it should change the inherent faculties of man and transform a wolf into a goat, as it were. In other words, transforming something powerful into something that is absolutely weak. In fact, the Promised Messiah states, Rather, the primary objective of religion is to guide the inherent human faculties and abilities that is, to guide the abilities and faculties endowed to humans by Allah the Almighty, so that they be utilized on the proper and appropriate occasion. Religion does not have the authority to completely change an inherent faculty. Indeed, it has the authority to guide those faculties to be utilized on its proper occasion. For example, it should not only emphasize mercy and forgiveness, rather it should teach to utilize all of one's faculties. It should not teach to only show mercy and forgive, rather, according to the need and situation, it should encourage the use of the appropriate faculty for the specific occasion. Thus, the ultimate objective is to bring about reformation and improvement, and one should try to achieve this objective in every way possible. The Promised Messiah states, it should not only emphasize upon showing mercy and forgiveness, rather it should teach to use all of one's faculties, because not a single human faculty can be considered as bad. In fact, 
It is the disproportionate and inappropriate use that makes it bad. Moreover, a reprehensible individual is not reprehensible due to his inherent faculties. Rather, it is due to their inappropriate use. An example of this is that if there is a physically strong man who commits cruelties to display his strength, or, for example, if there is a person with authority who commits injustices and if they are not compassionate towards others and do not utilize their faculties on the right occasion and they only desire to prove their superiority and dominance, then such a person will be deemed as evil. However, his faculties are not evil, but rather it is their misuse. His actions would be considered evil. Then, whilst explaining that among the objectives of his advent was to prove and establish the truthfulness of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah says, It is indeed true that Muslims do not at all comprehend the Holy Qur'an. However, it is now the desire of God to manifest the correct understanding of the Holy Qur'an. And God has appointed me for this very purpose and I am able to understand the Holy Qur'an through His revelations. The teachings of the Holy Qur'an is such that it cannot be objected against and it is filled with so much wisdom that even a philosopher cannot find an opportunity to criticize it. Then, whilst mentioning the grandeur of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah advised the Jamaat that ponder over the Holy Qur'an for it contains everything. It explains good and evil deeds and news regarding the future, etc. Know full well that the religion which it presents is such that no one can raise any allegations against it because its blessings and spiritual fruits are readily and consistently found. Religion was not explained in its entirety in the Gospels. Its teachings may have suited the circumstances and conditions of that era but it is certainly not applicable for every era and condition. In other words, it was suitable for the time in which Prophet Jesus came, but not anymore. The Promised Messiah states that this honour belongs to the Holy Qur'an alone in that Allah the Almighty vouchsafed the cure to every ailment and has provided guidance for one's every faculty and has also taught the method of how to remove the sin which it has outlined for this reason, recite the Holy Qur'an often and continue to pray and try to conduct your actions in accordance with its teachings. Then, with regards to carefully pondering over the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah further states, One should abstain from rituals and religious innovations, otherwise gradually they begin to enter into the teachings of Islam. Rather, it is better that instead of spending time reciting various incantations, one should spend their time pondering over the Holy Qur'an. People desire that they should be taught a particular incantation or some brief words so that they may spend their time reciting it. However, the Promised Messiah has stated that this should not be the case. In fact, one ought to spend their time focusing on the Holy Qur'an. There are some people who spend most of their time in vazaif, i.e. spiritual incantations, and those who adopt these practices do not even know the meaning of these words. 
They think that this is the only means of their spiritual betterment. The Promised Messiah has stated that instead they should spend this time in reflecting upon the Holy Qur'an and that this would be better and one can attain spiritual progress through this. There are many religious innovations which have taken root amongst the non-Ahmadi Muslims due to this. However, some Ahmadis have also become influenced by this. Therefore, we have to safeguard ourselves from this and pay more attention towards reading the translation and commentary of the Holy Qur'an. From next week, Thursday, and in some places on Wednesday, the month of Ramadan is starting. Therefore, make an even greater effort in reciting, teaching and understanding the Holy Qur'an during this month of Ramadan. The Promised Messiah further states, if there is a hardened heart, then the way to make it soft is to keep reciting the Holy Qur'an. Wherever there is a prayer in it, the believer also desires that he be included in this mercy of his Lord. The example of the Holy Qur'an is like a garden. One picks one type of flower from one place, then walks a little further and picks a different type of flower. Thus, you should also derive benefit from every place accordingly. The Promised Messiah states, a spiritual progress is achieved through this in that one adheres to the commandments and the prohibitions. Therefore, the commandments which Allah the Almighty has given should be acted upon and whatever He has prohibited us from, one should try to abstain from it. One should observe this and these are the flowers that one plucks from the garden. The Promised Messiah further states, Some people who believe they have excelled so much in their religious knowledge have even gone to the extent that regarding certain chapters of the Holy Qur'an and the Promised Messiah has given the example of Surah Yasin Regarding this, they claim that if one recites it in such and such specific way, then they will attain blessings, otherwise they will not. These statements are as if they are claiming to be God. Thus, we should especially abstain from these sorts of practices. Then, whilst explaining that there are two ways in which one can fail to act upon the Holy Qur'an, the first of which is to completely abandon it, and the second is to fail to understand its true meaning. Thus, either they don't act upon it completely, or they don't act according to its true meaning. In relation to this, the Promised Messiah explains that there are two ways in which one fails to act upon the Holy Qur'an. One is to completely abandon it and the second is to neglect its true meanings. To completely abandon the Holy Qur'an is to not read the word of God at all. Just as many people are called Muslims but they are completely unaware of the text of the Holy Qur'an. And the second way is that although they do recite the Holy Qur'an but they do not believe in its blessings, spiritual light and mercy contained therein. Thus, if one adopts either of these two practices they should try to avoid this. The Promised Messiah states, There is a saying of Imam Jafar, and Allah knows best how true it is, whereby he stated that I read the Qur'an so much that I begin to receive revelation. The Promised Messiah explains 
that Allah knows best whether he said this or not and how true it is. But the statement is rational nonetheless because things which belong to the same kind attract one another. The promised Messiah further states that now in this era people have added countless explanations i.e. to the Quranic text and Shias have their own and Sunnis have their own. The promised Messiah explains by narrating an incident that once a Shia said to my father that I will tell you a particular phrase just recite that and then you will no longer need to purify yourself or perform ablution. In other words, the phrase alone would be sufficient and that would replace his purification and his ablution. The promised Messiah states, disbelief, religious innovation, apostasy and rejection of God etc. have found their way within Islam because the words of a singular person were given as much importance as should have been given to the word of God. This is why the companions believed in the Ahadith to have a lower status than the Holy Quran. The Promised Messiah narrates an incident that once Hazrat Umar was about to make a decision when an old woman got up and said that such and such thing is written in a Hadith. In other words, she attributed her statement to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. One ought to remember that although the Ahadith were compiled later on, however, some companions would at times write them down at that time as well. The Promised Messiah continues to narrate the account and says that upon this, Hazrat Umar said that I cannot abandon the Book of Allah for an old woman. In other words, the word of Allah the Almighty was different to what the lady was narrating. And whatever the word of Allah says, that is the truth. Thus, this is the truth and this is what we should adopt. If this does not happen, then innovations will keep spreading. And it is for this reason that innovations keep spreading amongst the Muslims. And in this way, it is pushing them further from the real teachings of the Holy Quran. This is observed in many Muslims, just as I gave the example that the Promised Messiah stated that the Shia scholar said to the father of the Promised Messiah that there is one particular phrase, if he recites it then he will neither need to perform ablution nor purify himself. The majority of the Muslim Ummah is ignorant and whichever direction these so-called scholars take them, they walk that way. And thus, innovations in faith keep spreading. And despite this, the allegation is levelled against us that we have changed the Holy Quran. Then, whilst explaining that the progress of Muslims is dependent upon the Quran, the Promised Messiah states, Until Muslims do not completely follow and adhere to the Holy Quran, they cannot progress in any way. However far they keep straying from the Quran, they are equally moving further away from the different stages and paths of progress. Acting upon the Holy Quran is the means of progress and guidance. Allah the Almighty has not forbidden one from lawful means of trade, farming and acquiring livelihood. However, they should not be considered the objective in itself. Rather, they should be kept as a means of serving the faith. The purpose of zakat is the same, that this wealth is a service to one's faith. Thus, a believer should not make the pursuit of worldly material as the objective of their life. Rather, the purpose of life which Allah the Almighty has outlined for mankind should be their ultimate objective. 
which is to strive in becoming true worshippers and to continue striving to act upon his commandments. The commandment to give zakat and to spend in the way of Allah the Almighty has been given so that we not only spend our wealth to fulfill our own desires, but also to spend it on the advancement of faith and to fulfill the rights of Allah and the rights of His creation. The Promised Messiah states that the Qur'an is a sack of jewels, yet people are unaware of it. The Promised Messiah further states, It is unfortunate that people do not pay attention to the Qur'an with fervour and diligence. And attention is not given to the Holy Qur'an in the same way as a worldly person focuses on their worldly pursuits or as a poet concentrates on their poetry. The Promised Messiah then states that there was a poet in Batala and he had compiled a book of his poetic works in Persian and one of his couplets was that is, the gentle breeze shies away as it looks upon the countenance of a flower. However, in search of the second verse, for six months he remained confounded and perplexed. He continued to search for it and ponder over it. Eventually, one day, he went to a cloth merchant's shop to purchase some clothes, and the merchant took out many bags of clothes, yet none of them were to his liking. In the end, when he stood up having not bought anything, the cloth merchant, i.e. the shopkeeper, became angry, and he said that you had me open so many bags and caused me undue inconvenience. Thereupon, the poet thought of the second verse, and in this way he was able to complete the couplet which was as follows. That is, the gentle breeze shies away as it looks upon the countenance of a flower, that it opens the covering of the blossom, yet is unable to wrap it up. The Promised Messiah states, In order to understand the verse of the Holy Qur'an, people do not make the same amount of effort as the poet made for this one verse. He states that the Qur'an is a sack of jewels, yet people are unaware of it. The Promised Messiah further states, The Torah and the Gospels do not contain such secrets and intricacies as are replete in the Holy Qur'an. Furthermore, the Holy Qur'an does not just mention all the various matters as a mere claim, as is in the case in the Torah and the Gospels, which only make claims. In fact, the Holy Qur'an demonstrates proof and evidence. It does so with evidence. Everything it mentions is accompanied by strong and robust proof. Just as there is an attraction to the eloquence and articulacy of the Holy Qur'an, and just as its teachings have a rationality and allurement, in the same way its proofs are effective. Thus, no other book can compare to the Holy Qur'an. The Promised Messiah further states that just as the Holy Qur'an is superior to all scriptures, the rank of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is also loftier than all of the other prophets. Hence, when you read something in the Holy Qur'an, there you should also seek its proofs. 
Then, whilst mentioning the quality of the Holy Qur'an, that no sorcery can hold against it, the promised Messiah states, We ought to remember that we are presenting the Holy Qur'an in the face of which all sorcery vanishes away. No falsehood or magic can compete with it. What is it that our enemies possess and carry with them? Know for certain that the Holy Qur'an is that magnificent weapon which no falsehood has any chance of challenging. For this reason, no one who follows falsehood can challenge us or our community, and they therefore refuse any dialogue with us. This is a heavenly weapon which can never be defeated. Therefore, this draws our attention towards greatly pondering and reflecting over the Holy Qur'an, so that we may improve on our spiritual and intellectual state, and in order to refute our opponents. Then, whilst mentioning that adhering to the Holy Qur'an leads to attaining God Almighty, providing that one shows complete obedience to the Holy Qur'an, the promised Messiah states that we have only one messenger and only one Holy Qur'an which was revealed to him and by following which one can attain God. Nowadays, the self-concocted methods of the so-called saints and the Sefis of the saints Sefis refer to the incantations which are recited for 40 consecutive days to cause harm to a person. The Promised Messiah further states that all of these evil charms, prayers and incantations are tools to lead one astray from the right path. Hence, one must safeguard against them. These people wish to break the seal of the Khatamul Anbiya, i.e. the seal of the Prophets. And it is as though they have created their own Sharia. However, bear in mind that without following the Holy Qur'an and the directives of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and prayer and fasting etc. which are the prescribed ways, there is no other key to opening the doors to the grace and blessings of God Almighty. Misguided is one who abandons these paths and chooses a new path for themselves. One who fails to follow the commands of Allah and his messenger peace be upon him and instead treads other paths in search of him will die unsuccessful. Another quality of the Holy Qur'an mentioned by the Promised Messiah is that it has made it obligatory to believe in the prophets of every nation. Hence, the Promised Messiah states, The Qur'an is a book worthy of reverence and has established the foundation of peace among nations. It has accepted the prophets of every nation. Only the Holy Qur'an has the special honour of imparting the following teaching to the world That is, O Muslims, say we believe in all the prophets of the world and we do not differentiate amongst them that who we shall follow and who we shall reject. The promised Messiah also put forth a challenge to bring forth the name of another book that establishes peace such as this. Then another quality of the Holy Qur'an is a sequence and order. In relation to this, the Promised Messiah states, The Holy Qur'an has greatly taken into consideration the order and sequence, and a large part of the eloquence of the Qur'an is in relation to this. This is because structure and order is an element 
of eloquent expression. In fact, the highest order of expression is that which exhibits wisdom in its order and sequence. And the promised Messiah states, He whose speech is bereft or lacks in structure and sequence cannot be considered eloquent and articulate. In other words, an eloquent writer or an eloquent speaker is one whose words appear at an appropriate time and place and comprehensively encapsulates the subject matter. Furthermore, such eloquence should be expressed in beautiful words that not only conveys brilliant meanings, but also maintains sentence structure. Thus, the promised Messiah states, Such a person can never be considered eloquent and articulate, particularly one who completely neglects order and sequence. Such a person is surely mad because one whose speech is unstructured cannot have their senses intact. If there is no structure and organization in one's expression, then it means that they are mad. Thus, how is it possible that the miraculous and pure word of God, which is eloquent, articulate and claims to call towards all kinds of truths, is lacking in order and sequence, such that it is necessary for it to be considered eloquent? Thus, the Holy Qur'an is the word of Allah the Almighty and it is filled with eloquence and articulacy and it is impossible for it to lack in order and sequence as claimed by those who raise allegations against it. Then, whilst mentioning two miracles of the Holy Qur'an, the promised Messiah states that besides the Holy Qur'an there is no other means to attain heavenly light. The Ummah of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has been granted the following two miracles until the end of time, so that there always remains a clear distinction between truth and falsehood, and that there never comes a time when falsehood can contend with the truth. That is, the miracle of the words of the Qur'an and the miracle of the potency of the words of the Qur'an. In other words, the first miracle of the Qur'an is the words of the Qur'an and the second miracle is its impact and effectiveness. These are the two miracles of the Holy Qur'an. The promised Messiah states that since the very beginning, false religions have been unable to contend with these miracles. And if the miracle of the words of the Qur'an existed independently of the miracle of its impact, then the Ummah of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would not have any superiority in relation to its signs and spirituality. Piety and virtue alone cannot bring forth miracles. Thus, the teachings of the Holy Qur'an also have an impact if one truly adheres to them. Adhering to the Holy Qur'an also brings about signs of salvation during one's life. In this regard, the promised Messiah states, The Holy Qur'an, which is the basis of obeying the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, is such a book whose adherents manifest signs of salvation in this very world. This is because it is the only book that can take the incomplete state of man to the state of perfection, both extrinsically and intrinsically, and it grants freedom from all doubt. The incomplete state of man here refers to those who are weak and lacking. And the Holy Qur'an not only removes their weaknesses, but it also elevates them to a higher state. 
The promised Messiah further states, Extrinsically, the message of the Holy Qur'an contains complete verities and truths that can, with sound reason, refute all such doubts in the world that prevent one from reaching God and that have given rise to many false factions and it also refutes all such false thoughts which have taken root in the hearts of the misguided. Thus, the Holy Qur'an clearly explains through arguments and verities which remove doubt in all shape and form. Indeed, the condition is that one must understand the Holy Qur'an and in order to understand it, one must derive benefit from the words of those who teach it. The Promised Messiah further states, The light of a true and perfect teaching that was demanded in this time of darkness shines forth from the Holy Qur'an like the sun. In other words, in this age where darkness is spreading, where people are becoming far removed from religion, where indecency and immorality is prevalent, where the distance to God is growing, in such a state of darkness, we must hearken to the Holy Qur'an, which contains all that is necessary to repel this darkness and attain the spiritual light. The Promised Messiah further states that all of this is shining forth from it like the sun. It is bright and vivid like the sun, and the cure for all diseases originating from our carnal passions is found within it. It is filled with truth and reasoning, and not a single iota of spiritual knowledge has been left out that could appear in the future. And intrinsically, by adhering to the Holy Qur'an perfectly cleanses the heart to such a degree, but the condition is that it must be adhered to perfectly. The Promised Messiah states that by adhering to it perfectly, a person is completely purified of their inner filth and attains communion with God Almighty. In other words, a relationship is then formed with Allah the Almighty. The Promised Messiah further states, Then the light of acceptance illuminates upon him and divine favour and bounties cradle him to such an extent that when he prays in a time of hardship, God Almighty answers those prayers out of his sheer mercy and benevolence. In other words, Allah the Almighty shows immense kindness, mercy and beneficence. The Promised Messiah further states, Often, if such an individual supplicates even a thousand times in the course of hardship and distress, he receives a clear, delightful, blessed and loving answer from his gracious Lord a thousand times over. Divine revelation showers upon him like rain and his heart brims with divine love in the same way that a clear glass bottle overflows with a delightful perfume. Such a person is granted a pure and pleasurable sense of love and yearning that frees him from even the strongest of chains of human weakness and removes him from the darkness of smoke. In other words, he is withdrawn from the polluted air and smoke and is brought towards the cool and refreshing breeze of his true beloved that breathes new life into him at every given moment. The Promised Messiah then states that the Holy Qur'an is a message that is certain and undisputable. 
The Promised Messiah states, The Holy Qur'an is the Book of Allah, beyond which we possess nothing more certain and undisputable. It is the Word of God that is pure of all doubt and conjecture. Then whilst elaborating on the fact that the Holy Qur'an has come to unite the nations of the world, the Promised Messiah states, Initially, God sent a code of conduct to each nation individually. Thereafter, He desired that in light of the unity of God, people should also be united. Thus, He sent the Holy Qur'an to unite all people, thereby informing the people that a time is coming when God will bring all nations under one single nation, and all countries will be united, and all languages will be united. Some people wonder why there are many different faiths, this is because they are there according to their respective eras, where their reason and understanding were limited and their teachings were in line with their abilities. In the past, religion came to individual nations, but now the time has come when everyone can come together. Thus, a perfect Sharia was sent to us in the form of the Holy Qur'an. The Promised Messiah states, All countries will be united, all languages will be united. In these days, the term global village is used to show how the world has united and taken the form of one city. In any case, despite there being different languages spoken across the globe, the Holy Qur'an is unique in that it is recited in Arabic by all Muslims, no matter where they are in the world or to which nation they belong to. Similarly, it is also used in the five daily prayers as well. Then, whilst mentioning that the Holy Qur'an has bestowed a favour upon the earlier Prophets and their books, the Promised Messiah states, The Holy Qur'an has bestowed a great favour upon the Prophets and scriptures of the past in that it has given authentic knowledge about those incidents mentioned previously as mere stories. I tell you truly that a person cannot break free from these fables until they read the Holy Qur'an because it behoves only the grandeur of the Holy Qur'an as it states, that is, that the Holy Qur'an is the balance, light, a cure and a mercy. Whosoever recites the Holy Qur'an and considers it to be mere tales has not read the Holy Qur'an, rather they have dishonoured it. Why have our opponents become so active in their enmity against us? Is it because we wish to portray the Qur'an as light personified, wisdom and insight? just as Allah the Almighty has commanded. Our opponents wish to show that the Qur'an is nothing more than a collection of tales, but this is completely unacceptable for us. Through His grace, Allah the Almighty has revealed to us that the Holy Qur'an is a living book full of radiance. Therefore, why should we worry about their position? Then, with regards to the grandeur of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah says, among the clear proofs of the Holy Qur'an's greatness, one such proof is that it contains extraordinary knowledge. Finding the like thereof in the Torah or Gospels is a futile task. It is a pointless task as it cannot be compared. Irrespective of whether a person is among the elite or ordinary, each one can benefit from the knowledge in the Qur'an according to their own understanding and capacity. Thus every person ought to develop a habit of pondering over the meanings and significance of the Qur'an so that we can learn about the beauty of the words of Allah the Almighty. And regarding the commands and prohibitions mentioned in the Holy Qur'an, 
The Promised Messiah says, From the beginning to the end, the Qur'an is replete with commands and prohibitions and divine injunctions, and there are several hundred branches of these divine injunctions. On another instance, the Promised Messiah has said that whilst reciting the Qur'an, one ought to search for these and make it a part of their lives, and only then will we truly benefit from the word of Allah the Almighty. Then whilst mentioning the beauties of the Holy Qur'an, in one instance, the Promised Messiah says, It ought to be made clear that the Holy Qur'an is the definitive word of God in which there is no doubt, and there is not even an iota that has been added by man. Its words and meanings are the word of God, and no sect within Islam can survive without this belief. In other words, without accepting this, they cannot survive. The Promised Messiah further states, each verse contains an outstanding sequence and is something to be oft recited. It is a revelation that is to be recited again and again. And each and every letter is in its appropriate place. And owing to its miraculous nature, it is free from change and interpolation. Even the arrangement and order in itself is a miracle and it cannot be altered. Thus, how can one even claim that the Qur'an has been altered? For were this to happen, the Qur'an would become distorted from its original form and it would no longer remain in its pristine condition and nor will it cover the same subject matter. Then, whilst mentioning the depth and profound meanings of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah says, The intricacies and wisdom of the Holy Qur'an and the truths and verities that lay latent within it are revealed according to the need of the time. For example, in the current time through which we are passing, the Quranic verities revealed are in contrast to the deceptive powers, i.e. Antichrist, that are in existence today, whereas the people before did not face the challenges of these deceptive powers. That is why the Quranic verities pertaining to it remained obscure from them, but have been revealed to us. Therefore, one can learn of the subject matter within the Quran according to the need of the time. In the earlier times, the need was different, and so the exegesis written in the past were for their own respective times, and the exegesis of the Qur'an being compiled today are for the current era. And all of this knowledge is derived from within the Holy Qur'an itself, and the commentaries are based on that. And it is only by pondering over the words of the Holy Qur'an will its meanings become apparent. Thus, only a book of this kind can remain until the end of times, in that one can derive the meanings according to the conditions of the time. Then, mentioning the beauty of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah states, The hidden verities of the Qur'an, which are supported by authentic hadiths and clear and unambiguous verses of the Qur'an, can never be redundant in meaning. Rather, the outstanding miracle, that is the Qur'an, manifests its hidden verities at times when there is a crucial need to demonstrate its spiritual power. Thus, one can learn of its hidden verities and also infer based upon authentic ahadiths as well as the clear and unambiguous verses of the Qur'an. The Promised Messiah then further states, The Holy Qur'an contains everything, but until one possesses insight, nothing can be derived from it. The condition is for a person to possess insight. When a person who studies the Holy Qur'an moves on into the next year and looks back in retrospect, they feel as though they were a student of the elementary level, because this is the word of God Almighty, and so it develops a person accordingly as well. It is not the case that a person reads it once and learns everything there is to learn from it. Rather, when a person moves on from one year to the next and then begins contemplating over the Qur'an again, they understand that what they learned before was akin to elementary study and were basic things which they grasped. 
and now they have reached a higher level. In this way, a person continuously progresses. The Promised Messiah states, I disapprove of people who state that the Holy Qur'an is a book of varying interpretations, for they dishonour the Holy Qur'an. Rather, one ought to say that the Holy Qur'an encompasses diverse insights. It ought to be deemed as containing an array of insights, and every part of it is full of countless insights, and one point of wisdom does not contradict the other. The Promised Messiah further states, However, personalities that are predisposed to impatience, enmity and anger have no affinity with the Holy Qur'an, and nor is the Holy Qur'an open to such people. Thus, the hidden verities of the Qur'an are revealed to those who ponder over its meanings, purify themselves and seek the protection of Allah the Almighty. Furthermore, it is bestowed upon those who pray to be taught its meanings. The Promised Messiah states, Without a shadow of a doubt, all verities and knowledge are gathered within the Holy Qur'an and it contests with innovations of each era. The heart of this humble one is a first-hand witness to these blessings and verities. In our era, it is the Promised Messiah alone who has expounded upon the wisdom and intricacies of the Qur'an. One can learn more of this from his writings. If one were to study his books carefully, then one can learn about the beautiful teachings and intricacies found within the Qur'an. The Promised Messiah further states, Undoubtedly, we have been bestowed with the Qur'an for our prosperity, progress and eternal victory. Its hidden verities and subtleties are limitless, and these are revealed to a person after they have completely purified their inner selves and illumined their minds. The Promised Messiah states, Whichever nation Allah the Almighty has put us up against, we have gained victory over them through the means of the Qur'an. It is agreeable to an unlettered Bedouin just as much as it can fulfill the intellectual needs of a philosopher. It is not the case that the Qur'an was only revealed for one sect and the others remain deprived of it. Unquestionably, it contains the solution for every person, for every era and every temperament. Aside from those who are unaware of the reasons why they were created or who have an imperfect disposition, everyone will have no choice but to accept the greatness of the Qur'an. In other words, those who are heedless of why they were created, or they are ignorant, or those who instead of progressing spiritually regress due to their ignorance, the Qur'an will not benefit such people. However, if they are not like this, then it is imperative to believe in the greatness of the Holy Qur'an, and it is these people who then benefit from the light of the Holy Qur'an. The Promised Messiah says that Allah the Almighty addressed him saying that only the guidance found in the Holy Qur'an is absolutely perfect and free from all human intervention. The Promised Messiah then further states My belief is that the more the natural sciences progress and practically come to the fore, the more the greatness of the Holy Qur'an will become clear to the world. Thus those who are involved in secular research should also seek help from the Holy Qur'an and by the grace of Allah the Almighty there are many who do so and they also write papers on it. One ought to prove the superiority of the Qur'an and show how there are verities hidden within it and Dr. Abdul Salam Sahib also always adopted this principle. The Promised Messiah then states The Holy Qur'an without a shadow of a doubt is filled with limitless verities and is sufficient to meet the needs of every era. The verities, truths, excellences, 
wisdom and eloquence that is found in the Holy Qur'an is in its most excellent and complete form and this extraordinary rank is not possessed by any other book. The Promised Messiah continues that the Holy Qur'an has been referred to by God as khair, i.e. good. For example, it states that whoever is granted wisdom has indeed been granted abundant good. Thus, the Holy Qur'an is a treasure of wisdom and knowledge and God Almighty has described wisdom and knowledge as well. The blessings in this world are also attained through this. Then, whilst giving a warning, the Promised Messiah stated that keep in mind that one who does not abstain from sin shall eventually die, and this shall most certainly be the case. Allah the Almighty has sent His messengers and prophets and His final book, i.e. the Holy Qur'an, so that the world is not destroyed owing to this poison of sin. Rather, they should save themselves by becoming aware of its ill effects. Thus, it is the duty of every Ahmadi that while they transform their conditions in accordance to the teachings of the Holy Qur'an, they should also inform the world about this teaching as well and save them from their spiritual and material destruction. The Promised Messiah further states, The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, is the seal of the Prophets and the Holy Qur'an is the seal of the books. Now, there can be no other book and nor any other prayer. A person cannot attain salvation by abandoning that which was stated by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, or what he demonstrated and whatever has been mentioned in the Holy Qur'an. Whoever abandons this shall be cast into hell. This is our faith and belief. Therefore, one who holds such views, how can they be guilty of dishonouring the Holy Qur'an and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him? If only the general Muslim population could understand this and escape from the clutches of the evil scholars and come to recognize the Imam of this age. The Promised Messiah further states, The Holy Qur'an alone is the surest, easiest and most perfect means for recognizing the true principles and beliefs upon which our salvation depends. The Promised Messiah further states, God Almighty states, that verily we ourselves have sent down this exhortation and most surely we will be its guardian. In other words, when wrong interpretations emerge, then in order to rectify them, those who have been appointed by Allah the Almighty shall appear. And thus, in accordance with his promise, Allah the Almighty has sent Hazrat Mizza Ghulam Muhammad of Qadiyan as the appointed one in this age. The Promised Messiah further states, Ponder upon this declaration of Allah the Almighty and assess the conditions of this era. The people of other faiths are pulling you away from your faith through their deceitful ploys. However, you are labelling the Messiah and Mahdi as a Dajjal, i.e. Antichrist, and trying to draw the Muslims away from him. The Promised Messiah states, the people should not just look at the fact that the Promised Messiah has appeared and made a claim. In fact, also look at the conditions of the era. It is the beginning of the century. There are external attacks on Islam. And then look at the conduct of the Muslims themselves. Then ponder as to whether in such circumstances there is a need of the Dajjal or the Mahdi and Messiah. The Promised Messiah states that prejudice is a great evil. And it was owing to this that people rejected the Prophets in the past. May Allah the Almighty grant wisdom and understanding to the Muslims. Then, 
Whilst mentioning the qualities of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah states that the Holy Qur'an from beginning to end provides two kinds of testimonies, the testimony of reason and the testimony of revelation. In the Holy Qur'an, these two are like two great streams running in parallel and influencing each other continuously. They both run in parallel and they both have an impact upon each other. The Promised Messiah further states, the purpose of the Holy Qur'an is to transform those with animalistic traits into humans and then it elevates them from humans to those who possess moral qualities and then from good moral humans to ultimately godly people. And we find that amongst the Arab people this objective was achieved in the most excellent manner. A few years ago, a person belonging to the Jewish faith once said to me that although he was not a Muslim, however, he believed that the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was indeed a prophet. And this is because the revolutionary transformation that was brought about among the Arab Bedouins could only have been achieved by a prophet. He said that no ordinary person could do such a thing. It can only be achieved by one who has the support of Allah the Almighty. The Promised Messiah further states, One is astounded when they reflect upon the Holy Qur'an, because the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, who was not able to even read or write, did not only present a scripture and granted wisdom, but he also revealed the means of purification of the soul to such an extent that it takes them to the stage whereby it is said that he supports them with inspiration from himself. Thus, carefully ponder over the Holy Quran as it leads all types of seekers to their objective and it quenches all those who are thirsty for the truth. Then the Promised Messiah further states, Even though all previous divine revelations were revealed in order to grant people conviction in the belief in God, however, the Holy Qur'an has laid the foundation of granting an extraordinary level of conviction to the highest degree. And then, in order to ensure the members of his Jamaat completely adhere to the teachings of the Holy Qur'an, the Promised Messiah included this as part of the conditions of the Ba'at, and the sixth condition reads that he or she shall refrain from following un-Islamic customs and lustful inclinations and shall completely submit himself or herself to the authority of the Holy Qur'an and that he or she shall make the word of God and the sayings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his or her guiding principles in every walk of his or her life. However, the evil scholars who are completely bereft of any understanding still allege that we have altered the Holy Qur'an. The Promised Messiah then states, We are not permitted to change, alter, rearrange or add any words from ourselves to any verse of the Holy Qur'an. In other words, neither can we make any change, nor add or remove anything. We are not permitted to add anything except if it is proven to have been done by the practice of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. If the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him from himself made any changes, then they ought to present the evidence of this. However, until it is not proven, we cannot make even an iota of a change to the order and sequence of the Holy Qur'an and nor can we add any words from ourselves. The Promised Messiah states that if we did commit such an act, then we would be guilty of a wrongdoing in the sight of Allah and worthy of punishment. The Promised Messiah has explained that this is not even possible for him. Therefore, how can people allege that he is guilty of this? And if he did do such a thing, then he would be deemed guilty in the sight of Allah the Almighty. 
Thus, the Promised Messiah himself has openly declared that it is not permissible to make any kind of change or alteration to the Holy Qur'an. Moreover, he stated that if he were guilty of such an act, then he would be guilty of a wrongdoing and would be held accountable in the sight of Allah the Almighty. However, despite this, those who level allegations against us consider themselves even superior to God Almighty, because even though Allah the Almighty has not declared us guilty of such an act, but they still have and raise a commotion about this and want to punish us. May Allah the Almighty protect every Ahmadi from their evil and turn their evil ploys against them. And may he enable us to understand the true meaning of the Holy Qur'an and enable us to act upon it. Pray for the Ahmadis in Pakistan and the general condition of the country. Also pray for the Ahmadis in Burkina Faso and the general condition of the country as well. Also pray for the Ahmadis in Bangladesh. May Allah the Almighty keep them in his protection. Even today, the Maulvis had planned to create disorder. Also pray for all the Ahmadis in every country. As I mentioned, that the month of Ramadan is starting and where you pay particular attention towards reciting and understanding the Holy Qur'an, there you should also pay particular attention towards prayers. May Allah the Almighty grant us all the ability to do this and enable us to partake from the benefits of the month of Ramadan.